Hello, hello. Welcome into the Tea Circle. You've just tuned in on another Tea Party episode with my special guest interview. And today we have Mr. Kristoff. Um, he is a poet coach. And I'm going to just jump in it with him. And we're going to go ahead and talk about the poet life. Uh, Kristoff, how are you doing today? Uh, introduce yourself. Tell us, uh, the audience, who you are and, you know, what we're going to be talking about today. Awesome. Devin, thank you so much for this uh, opportunity and this time. I really appreciate it. Um, I, again, my name is Christoph Jenkins. I am the founder and creator of The Poet Life. And yes, I'm a poetry business coach. And uh, we focus on the three E's, our three pillars, which is education, engagement, and entertainment. And as far as education, we teach uh, kids how to use the arts to uh, help them express themselves. Uh, as it relates to adults, we teach artists and adults who have a passion for a gift they might have, how to create a career out of that. And uh, as far as the engagement, we help our clients who are companies and organizations, uh, how to engage with their target markets through the arts and uh we stand out because you know who who's seen a commercial where there's a spoken word poet presenting their mission and message of that organization so um i'm really excited to to be able to offer that to uh to the marketplace and lastly entertainment annually we have a, a festival uh, called the poet life fest and we put on other events as well. So we add value utilizing poetry and the arts. That's really exciting. I'm super pumped to get into it and actually talk more about it. But first, of course, grab yourself a cup of goodness and join us here in the Tea Circle so we can get started. I should like to help everyone if possible. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. It's human beings at our best are so inventive and creative and ingenious. Where there's life, there's possibility. There is discovery. There is possibility. There is freedom. Go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live the life you have imagined. Your only limit is your soul. I am awake. I am alive. I have myself a... Uh, Strawberry green tea, it's super delicious. What about you, Christoph? Do you have any beverage today? Green tea for me, I try to keep it real simple and you know, just keep the the inflammation down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you add anything to your tea? I like to add a little bit of honey, sometimes some like oat milk, but today it's just honey. <laughs> it's good. It, it tastes really good with the green tea. Yeah, it's it's honey for me as well. Nice, nice. All right. Well, Christoph, we're going to just jump right into it. I just wanted to start off by kind of asking you how the poet life started. I mean, you know, we all have dreams that we're pursuing and stuff like that. Um, so let's start at the beginning. How did the whole idea come to fruition? And, you know, you actually uh, taking it and not just having an idea, but putting it into action. Sure. Yeah, most definitely. You know, uh, interesting story, actually. Um, it's I, I grew up with a good friend of mine. His name is uh, Justin Islar. And prior to the, the Poet Life's inception, uh, my good friend Justin Islar, he was diagnosed with uh, osteosarcoma cancer uh, at the age of 18, freshman year in college. And uh, he fought hard and long for seven years. And at the age of 25, he past uh, due to complications and, you know, with, with cancer. So, um, but, you know, uh, it's what's interesting is during those seven years of him fighting for his life, uh, he, he started writing poetry after he was diagnosed. And it was just so amazing to me because I didn't know that. I didn't know until after he passed where his mother shared with me that you know no he wasn't writing poetry all his life he 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 found poetry uh, as a coping mechanism a, a way to find a place of healing and peace 
but also to inspire others and leave a legacy, right? So during those seven years, he, he wrote several uh, amazing poet, uh, poems that chronicled, chronicled his journey with cancer. And so uh, when he passed January 2nd, 2012, 1212, um, um, I asked his mother if I could write the obituary poem. And I had to ask the hard question of, could, can you talk to me about him? Let me know more about him so I can have something to pull from, um, not just from what I knew. And uh, from there, uh, I wrote that poem and, and that was in the, in the, the uh, bulletin of you know, the, the funeral. And a year later, I wanted to make sure that because it's around New Year's, you know, I know they, they feel, you know, a type of way during New Year's because that's just hard to have to remember that and try to celebrate the New Year. So I wanted to, to bring family and friends around them. And ultimately it ended up, ended up being like 75 people, uh, uh, a fundraising event and we raised $4,000. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So from there, everybody was like, okay, so what do we do now? We're like, hey, well, we go home. <laughs> but they were, they were like, no, um, like, this is amazing. Can we, let's start a nonprofit. And so from there, I started a nonprofit called Fighting Cancer with Poetry. And from there, we put on amazing events, galvanized poets from around the country. And we were at the White House, the National Mall, all over the country, uh, uh, raising funds and awareness using poetry and the arts. Um, but I ran that nonprofit for about three years, uh, you know, just kind of bootstrapping and learning how to run a nonprofit, right? And with me not knowing how to create a salary out of it and all of this and working nine to five and start to have kids and be married, I thought to myself, I, I need to start a for-profit, um, but I don't want to start something random, right? I want it to right. be in line with what I'm doing. And so then came the poet life and it just started to evolve. It started off as a clothing line because I wanted to make sure poets around the country and, and beyond uh, had a form of representation, even if they didn't open their mouth, right? If they had a sweatshirt, a hat, t-shirt, uh, that said poet life, then everyone who comes in contact with them would know that they're a poet. Right, right. So it just started to evolve into, you know, poets being educated on their, how value their, how valuable their art is. And uh, when I started to learn how to create a career out of it, I started to teach it. And so that's pretty much in a nutshell, how the poet life came about and how it evolved into what it is today. That's really amazing on how, you know, you'd never expected even when your friend was making this poetry that this would be the path that you took, right? I mean, I'm guessing it wasn't planned. It just sort of happened. Right, exactly. That's, that's amazing. That's so I do have a question. It's a little bit more personal, but as far as his writing, is there any way that anybody can read those poems that he created during that time? Or is yeah. that? Yeah, during, um, you know, our stint with the Fighting Cancer with Poetry nonprofit organization, we published all of his work. And the name of the book is The Fight of My Life. Uh, oh. And you can find that on on Amazon and any other online uh, bookstore. Yep, The Fight okay. of My Life by Justin Islar, I-Z-L-A-R. Okay, perfect. I'll get that information from you later and I'll provide it in the caption so everybody can take a look because that's awesome. awesome. I would I would love to read those. So as far as when The Poet Life started, you said it started as a clothing line. Um, are you still providing that um, aspect of the company or is it more about coaching? Yeah, yeah no, it's it. we offer it. Uh, I never let any aspect of it go. I am ultimately building a conglomerate or an empire of poetry, if you will, 
And so the clothing line has become our merch. And so our merchandise, right? So um, those can, those who are interested can find uh, the merchandise and our gear at poetlifegear.com. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So apart from coaching others, uh, how often do you get to write your own poetry and how often do you get to showcase your your own stuff, your own art? Good question. Very good question. I laugh because uh, if you can imagine, it's hard to do all of oh, the above. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. You keep busy. You definitely keep busy. I'm in the uh, I'm a painter uh, and I feel the same way having a full-time job and constantly having things outside of work, you know, uh, life situations happen. It's hard to just sit down for even an hour just to do your own stuff, <laughs> your own art. Yeah. 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 You know, um, for me, I do actually, um, so I'm a page poet. I got into spoken word earlier because I felt like a, a lot of poets feel or felt that, you know, in order to be considered a poet, you you have to perform it, right? But there's so many lanes as it relates to poetry that you can go down. And so, you know, after being confident in myself and being self-aware, I, I just said, you know, I love the writing aspect, not so much the performative aspect of poetry. And so, that's what I am now. I'm a page poet. And um, uh, at the at the same time, I've linked up uh, for the past five years with uh, the haiku guys who are now uh, considered haikuists on Instagram, where they book poets like myself who write haiku uh, to write haiku for attendees at events and parties. Oh, that's awesome. I've heard of haikus. I I think I tried, attempted <laughs> to write one myself. Um, it is definitely opens up the mind to challenge yourself to contain it within so many words. Because don't you have to have certain amount of words in each line to be uh, to be considered a haiku? Not so much the words; it's the syllables. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's three lines. It's a it's a short Japanese style poet uh, poem. Right. And first line is five syllables. Second line is seven syllables. And the third line is five syllables. So five, seven, five, that equals out to 17 syllables in all. And you would think it might be easy because it's so short, but because you have to stay within those constraints. That sounds challenging. <laughs> get some, get a thesaurus and, and, <laughs> yeah. and some words around to make it fit. Oh, absolutely. It sounds challenging. I have a friend. Well, Mark, actually, I think has created a haiku as well. Um, I'll have to uh, um, track it down <laughs> and share it with you. But uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I I guess I didn't know of that misconception that you have to present it to be considered a poet. I figure, you know, poetry is a lot more personal at least from my experience, um, you know, writing from the heart and writing from personal experiences and the emotion that goes behind it. It's, I, I, it's very scary for me to think about presenting my, well, if I, if I wrote poetry in front of a whole crowd, that'd be very nerve wracking. Um, is that something that you coach is, is walking them through presenting it in, in front of a bunch of people on stage? So as it relates to that, I actually will partner with uh, performance poets, spoken word poets who actually coach and teach poets uh, as it relates to the stage. For me, uh, I'm a poetry business coach, so uh, I, I, I help poets figure out how to cre create a career out of their art. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Yeah. And however so, they decide yeah. to pursue that as far as entertaining and stuff like that, it's the business side of it and how to turn it into profit and a career. Exactly. So uh, we also have a university, an online university called Poet Life University. And so I hire uh, poet educators, if you will. And 
depending on what their expertise is, if it's tonality, right? Um, uh, learning how to use their body in their performances, like those may be the different subject matters and different classes that we offer at Poet Life University. And, uh, uh, but I myself will teach the poetry business classes, like how to create services through or with your poetry, um, how to create school programs and pitch it to schools as a poet educator and, and you have your own um, education program uh, and, and, and even if it's not in your city, you can offer it to schools in other cities and then hire poets in those cities and then you ultimately become a whole, you know, school that offers these programs. So uh, the possibilities of poetry are, are limitless. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that having an education area of expertise would be fantastic. I mean, grow, growing up in school, we didn't have anything like that, at least for me. Um, so it, it's just a matter of thinking how much different I would have been as an artist if I had that opportunity to, you know, be a writer and write about my feelings and stuff like that. Because we had English and writing and stuff like that, but nothing to create poetry. Uh, and I, it would have been really nice to have that as an option. So to be able to provide that um, as a poet to create a business around it would be really fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so the industry, so we've been talking about, you know, for centuries, the poetry community and it's most recent that, you know, myself and some others start speaking about the poetry industry and the reason why for so long people have been saying that there's no money in poetry or you can't create a career out of it is because there's no money in a community. There's, there's just some, there's neighbors and people living as neighbors, right? Like, and the only person that may make money in a community is the landscaper, mm, you yeah. know? So there's no transactions being, being, you know, uh, taking place in a community. So you know, when we leave our community, we go into an industry, right? And so that's why it's so important for us to build the poetry industry. So we now can see that poetry really in the marketplace is a creative, attractive way to present a message and ask yourself who needs that. That's everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, take art, music, um, painting, drawing, poet writing like i mean it's all in art it's all required and necessary to have in this world I, I don't think that you know any of them should you know trump the other one i think it's all important to find a way to express yourself however that may be indeed most definitely all right so i want to jump into more about that festival that you brought up um i noticed on your website that you um have a video about it it looked really fun um Tell us more about it. Sure. So the Poet Life Fest, it uh, it was it was pretty much uh, started in 2021, like right be like in that um that first break of COVID. You know oh, okay. when when yeah yeah when they let us out for a few months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know uh, we thought it was over and all things were well. We we started in DC. And uh, it was really awesome. It was over 2,000 people who attended. Oh, nice. and, and really, yeah, it was a community. It's a community event where we partner with uh, nonprofits who, uh, you know, give away grocery bags and hot food and backpacks for, you know, students that, that are going back to school. But we, we bring poets or fly in poets from different states and different places to uh, perform their art, but it's it's for the entire family, you know, from kids to adults, and the adults have, have usually have more fun than the kids. You know, we have a bouncy house for adults and kids. That's awesome. Jump rope. Yeah, it's it's an awesome event, and it's annual. Uh, last year we had it in Atlanta. I wanted to experiment to see if I could you know, pick up the success of it and take it somewhere else and still make it uh, continue to be a success. And it was. And so 
Uh, we're back home to DC this year. We want to kind of plant our feet and and connect with small businesses and the in the even the government, uh, the city, and 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 make it even bigger. So uh, I believe that will be May nineteenth through the twenty first because the first first year was just a Saturday, uh, but last year we sparked it off being three a three day weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and so we're going to continue that. That sounds awesome. Um, so if you don't mind talking a little bit about the behind the scenes on setting a festival up, because I mean, your very, very first one, if it was during the you know pandemic, I mean, how was, <laughs> how was it taking yeah. action on getting people out of their houses and, and, well, you know, performing this option of, you know, sharing this love of poetry in the community um, during this this hard time. Yeah, sure. Now, so that's the thing. It wasn't so hard to get people out because people were ready to that's get true. out of the house. Right? <laughs> that's true. That's so true. It had already been like a year and a half of staying in the house, and they were like, "Okay, I, I, <laughs> I had enough." and had cabin fever five times, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> and so that part wasn't hard to do. However, it was, it was a task to convince and make people understand that a poetry festival can be fun. Okay, okay. So, right? so I had to do some educating through our marketing and uh, show people the value of poetry and, and, and how much fun it could be. Yeah, absolutely. So what happens during the festival other than the, you know, bouncy houses? And I mean, I'm guessing there were speakers and stuff like that. How did that part, um, as far as organizing who speaks and stuff like that? Sure. So we, we connect with, the veterans of poetry and spoken word and you know they already have their huge followings right and so that helps a lot uh and people who have never met them in person get to socialize and network with them a lot of the poets haven't even met each other right so it's like having a, a showcase of the best poets in the world perform on one stage. Um, Brandon Leak, who won America's Got Talent, uh, the first poet who won America's Got Talent and also got the golden buzzer, uh, who's a close friend of mine, was also there. Uh, so that caliber of poets all in one place alone just kind of makes people say, I, I want to meet them. I've seen them on TV. I've seen them in sometimes in movies. And uh, to to know that, you know, poets of at my age who look like me maybe, um, you know, will be at one place where I live or if I need to travel to see them, then I definitely got to do that. And I get to have fun and food trucks and uh, you name it, we try to put it all into one uh, event, and it's an all-day festival on that Saturday. Uh, then the Friday is the, the day before is the all-white party uh, to spark the weekend off, and then we close the weekend on that Sunday uh, Sunday brunch. Oh, that sounds awesome. It sounds like a whole, you know, like you said, event, and it's a whole weekend uh, worth of activities and it just sounds like it doesn't have to be all about poetry. It's just about the community too. And it's just amazing. Cause I did see that on your website about, uh, about your friend, uh, Brandon leak, Brandon leak. Yeah. I saw his audition. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch his other performances during that um, season, but it was really amazing. And I saw his finale uh, as well. And it was just so beautiful. And it's, it's incredible that how small the world seems sometimes when you just know people like that walking around <laughs> and you just have exactly uh, this opportunity to, you know, showcase him and so many other amazing poets all in one uh, festival sounds just 
very successful and you must feel just accomplished overall to be able to do this the last couple of years and and, and it be a hit. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of have to stand outside of myself to to see it. You yeah, know, because for, as a creative, we're just creating and we're doing, you know, and I, I have to step back and say, you know what, this is this is quite big. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're we're all our worst critics and we're so hard, hard on ourselves. And so to just take a look back that you, you know, let's see, it was 2021, you said. So three. Uh, this will be your third year. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Third three years in a row. And, you know, it's going to get bigger and bigger. And it's just incredible to start from just scratch and become so big in the poet community. And then it'll be incredible when you, like you said, start uh, taking these festivals and these uh, poet communities outside of DC and uh, doing it all around the world or even just, you know, around the the United States is uh, exciting. (laughs) Definitely. You know, and when Brandon Leak was on, uh, on that, on that series or that that season, I should say, um, you know, we all of the poets were just like amazed and proud. And I took the initiative to uh, show support uh, in what he was in, you know, uh, embarking on. And um, as he was succeeding throughout the season, I said, you know, I'm gonna do something real cool. I want to I want to put out a calling all poets around the world. And, um, you know, I wanted poets to submit a 30 second or a minute video saying how proud of Brandon they are, right? Like, you know, how much they've been filled of just watching him on TV as a fellow poet. And it was amazing to see poets from around the world submit videos of them saying, congratulations, you inspire me. And then I took all of those videos, which turned out to be a 10 minute video of (laughs) just poets from everywhere saying, wow, this is absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, I kind of chopped, and I still chopped them down uh, in short bites, but it was still long. And we put that out there online as a like a video collage. Uh, and so he was able to see it uh, and, and just feel, you know, just proud of himself. But also America's Got Talent saw it and they called us. Oh, and, wow. And want us to be a part of the show. And that's what you saw, the finale. That was. You saw that, yeah. That's what we, they called oh, us and said, hey, can you, can you do that again? But instead of congratulations, can you have the poets from around the world write like a, a short poem? And then we'll put those together to make one poem for his finale treatment. Oh my gosh, really? That is incredible. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. wow. What a big moment. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing to get that call. I was like, okay, is this a prank? Or... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. like, where's the camera? Where? <laughs> exactly. Oh so, man, that's incredible, though. Uh, I, for those of you that are listening in, if you have not checked out the finale, you have to go see that. I'll try to um, find the link too and see if I can find it and provide that in the captions. But if if anything, you just need to go see this because it was such an incredible and inspiring moment where all these people just joined together and there was these little clips of these people and it was so heartwarming and emotional. Honestly, I think I cried. <laughs> so it was just, it was incredible to have so many people back him up in such a big moment of his life and the poet's life as well just overall making it bigger and known is just yeah it's just so meaningful because you know you don't not every day hear a poet you you know you hear music you see tv you see a bunch of stuff but poet is a lot more rare right now and I think the matter of just getting it out there and the fact that now it's on tv and now that you've uh 
provided this service, it's going to get bigger. I don't think it's going to go away. It's going to, you know, become huge. Uh, ideally, that's like the goal, right, is to make it normal and known as anything else in in the community. Exactly. And that's that's actually uh, our podcast mo- uh, motto in that or tagline, I should say is uh, uplifting the poetry community and building the poetry industry. Yeah, definitely. The industry for sure is, it's going to be big. I think it's going to, it's going to shoot off somehow, whether it be from your uh, festivals or from coaching or the combination of the two. And then you have those other poets that take that business uh, mentality and just expand it. That's going to be really, really special. Most definitely. Okay, so I uh, have a question for you. Um, as far as your business coaching, um, is it specifically towards you know individuals or uh, businesses, or how how does your poet life business kind of run? How do you go about finding your clients, or the clients find you, and etc.? Sure, good question. Yeah, so. We have two target markets. Uh, one of the target market is is the business to consumer or business customer, and that particular person uh, is the poet, right? Where we uh, help poets figure out how to do this for a living, right? They've been trying to figure it out for so long, and, but like the successful poets out there are just not saying how they did it, you know? And so we stepped in to say, listen, this is how it's possible and this is how you can make it happen. Here's the resources and here are the classes that you can take. Um, But as far as our other target market, uh, we service the businesses, organizations, schools, churches, you name it, uh, with helping them present their message and their mission in a more creative, attractive way. All right, that's, that's my connotation of the word poetry. Right. Most people simply think of poetry to be literary and performative. And that's the extent. Right. But for me, uh, through trial and error and just, you know, years of experience of trying to figure it out, I've learned that just like companies and organizations use music and even rap and even dancers, all of these other art forms to advertise, market, and get their message out. The question is, why wouldn't poetry be able to do that as well when it is specifically words and the way they're said and written, right? And so when I figured that out, we were able to lock in some large contracts with uh, some organizations, schools, and churches. And so uh, you'll find us coming up soon working with uh, tobacco-free kids. It's a tobacco control uh, nonprofit organization where uh, we've pitched to them uh, a poetry marketing campaign, right? And so they've been, you know, working and operating and servicing people and advocating for a number of years. And now starting this year, uh, you'll start to see poetry contests out there where uh, uh, poets from around the country will take their the information that they're trying to get out to the world and make it attractive and creative through their poetry. And the poet wins as well because they get exposure and they possibly will win the contest, right? So it's Poetry is is synonymous to the word creativity, really, right? So, so you know, we told them that we can help you with your copy, your copywriting, because what is copy? It is, uh, you know, it's the writing on your website and your in your brochures. And what if you hired a poet to write poetically? It doesn't have a, have to be a poem, but right. a poet can also, yeah, can also write poetically so we we write speeches for people you name it as it relates to a message you can utilize a poet employ a poet to help you with that so that's what we do on our end 
Oh, that's beautiful. I didn't even, well, I mean, <laughs> I sound so ignorant because I don't know much about poetry, but, or being a poet, but as far as just providing word uh, poetically is, that's beautiful. I n never really thought about it that way. And uh, providing that thought and message to the world is, I think, also very important is it's not just poems, like you said, it's finding a way to express ourselves a poetic, more beautiful way. <laughs> um, yeah. I think we've kind of lost that um, as a society a little bit, um, especially with technology and, you know, texting and everything's digital and online now and trying to find a way to make it still beautiful. Uh, and, and, you know, of course, I'm a guilty of it uh, as far as using the words, well, it's not really a word, but um and like and <laughs> just finding sure. uh, filler words. And I feel like sometimes, you know, you want to express yourself in a more intellectual way. And we've kind of not lost it completely, but it's just it's fewer and far between. And to be able to bring that back and speak with a beautiful conversation versus just a bunch of different words slapped together <laughs> into a sentence. <laughs> yeah, I just find it very heartwarming to to have that as an opportunity for not just individuals, but organizations, like you mentioned. That's that's awesome. Definitely. definitely. And don't feel bad because even poets don't know that that's possible. And that's why we're here. And why we have Poet Life University, because, again, for centuries, it's been said that there's no money in poetry. And, and that's because the extent of their knowledge, or just people and poets, is, is in high school, maybe, the only thing they learned about poetry was how to analyze somebody else's poem. Yeah, I, right. in, class, in class, I remember being uh, talking about some of the poems but this was like Edgar Allan Poe and the you know standard uh poets that they provide or poems that they provide in class and you have to analyze it and figure out what they meant but never writing our own stuff so exactly and that's what we do when we get into schools uh with these kids is because like to be honest with you like who cares what they're trying to say in their poem like I want to know what <laughs> I want to know what the student is trying to say, because these kids, especially coming out of COVID, they're harboring and burying all of these emotions and feelings, and, you know, all of that in, and they have no way of releasing and expressing themselves. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then I think it turns into, well, it depends on, you know, the, the child or, or the, the person and their upbringing and stuff like that. But sometimes if they don't know how to express themselves, they express in a negative way exactly. of like anger or sadness or depression. And trying to, you know, avoid that and get out of that mind state is very difficult, uh, especially when you are cooped up uh, from the pandemic. Luckily, we're kind of, I think, on the... Uh, outskirts of it now but even then it's growing up in a day and age where everybody communicates through a screen and and we're a lot <laughs> more awkward in person and being able to speak to someone uh face to face <laughs> and so right. being able to provide that for children is uh, a great start to their you know their upbringing and just something to keep in mind as they get older too it's not just for children's education but to have them have that option to express themselves in a poetic way and then bring that knowledge and education throughout their life growing up too it's not just a one-time one thing you know it's not just one class and then okay you're done it's you can right. take that with you yeah yeah you made a good point you made a good point that if they don't release then it comes out negatively it, it they will either implode where it's through mental health issues or they will explode uh, on others and hurt others and yeah. and yeah. you know on the other side of it is I think we forget I think we forget that we we learned how to read and write through poetry if you really think about it the books that we read they were rhyming books that helped us 
you know, catch yeah. the rhythm, right? And all of the Dr. Seuss and all of these yeah. other, that, that's poetry. Poetry taught us how to read and write. Yeah, that's right. Wow, I didn't even yeah. think of that that way. That's crazy. That's totally true. And those like rhymes, yeah. I, wow. Yeah, and we mm-hmm. we don't think about that. That's just the things that we're just like, yeah, we grew up with it. It's it's fine. <laughs> we just we don't even take a second look, but to realize that that's something that was a huge part of our life when we were very young. I just wish we did more of it in the education of middle school and high school, or you know, just even college. How great would that be? Just to have like that as a uh, prerequisite or just a, and a requirement class to have as your general classes to have, just to know how to speak to other people. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, for writing. It doesn't have to be for marketing or anything like that. Just, just to know mm-hmm. that stuff would be important. <laughs> Most definitely. So I want to jump into your podcast because, you know, we're podcasts and you're a podcast. <laughs> so I want to talk <laughs> about kind of what you talk about on your podcast and kind of what you like to share um, on your on your show. Sure, sure. You know, we we utilize the podcast to further educate, but we also invite we handpick uh, poets and people that have a story to tell. Uh, have reached a level of success and uh, achievements that can give the blueprint and walk down their journey of how they're doing and how they did what they did and, and, and how they're doing what they're doing. So uh, we've, we've had some amazing guests on uh, because I wanted to make sure that people and poets who are listening can get a clear picture of the possibilities of poetry, because again, like I said before, the successful ones aren't necessarily reaching back to say, this is how I did it. And so I'm inviting them, yes, I'm inviting them onto the podcast to explain uh, in in in-depth instruction, how they got on America's Got Talent, um, how they got their, their poem or poetry into a movie and or, or as a mural on a wall in a city near them right and so they get all of these examples and now they're like oh wow so it is possible right right of course yeah that's the premise that's the premise of the podcast that's great i mean it's it's kind of well i mean ours is more of a broad spectrum but we we strive to show people that it is possible to follow your dreams. And so that's awesome. Um, I'll uh, be sure to link uh, their podcast as well for the poet life. Um, so you all can check that out because it's just a matter of sharing and spreading the word, you know, and yes. you don't have to be a poet or good with the word to be able to share <laughs> thoughts and stories with each other and kind of in I feel like it's still be inspiring to those that are not writers in any sense but just to kind of get an idea that it is possible to you know put yourself out there and it becomes something you just have to put in the hard work for sure uh it's it's not an easy easy thing to do to put yourself out there and uh and hopes to uh, accomplish whatever it may be uh (laughs) It's yeah. crazy because I feel like even, you know, poetry aside or being a poet or writing poetically aside, just as a human being, it's very hard for us to get past the point of fear and just going for it and just doing it. Um, and it's scary because we have so many people just being like, just do it, you know, just just get out there and just try and stuff like that. But when you're stuck within your own head, <laughs> it is so difficult to, you know, no matter how many people tell you over and over, it's okay. It's okay. You really have to kind of find that inspiration within yourself and find that motivation within yourself. And like, yes, having people like us uh, or a podcast to provide that is helpful, but at the end of the day, you still have to make the intention and actually put it into to action. And it's it's hard. It's it's very hard. I feel like um, we've kind of set our world up for 
not not for fear, but just that uh, we're afraid of failure and failing and not doing as good as we want. I don't know where that came from, but we all seem to be very hard, hard on ourselves. And it just, I don't know why. I feel like, you know, we should, as just growing up, um, understand that that's part of life is that we, you know, try, fail, try, fail again, try, you know, it's a process. But for some reason, we've gotten to the point where most of us are, you know, we fail and we don't like that feeling. So we try to avoid it. But if you kept going, you know, you, it'd be incredible on what you might find in the process. Yeah, it really is all about perspective and how you define words, right? And, and like how I've defined poetry being a creative and attractive way to present a message that opens up so many possibilities, right? Um, the same with failure. If you redefine the word and you understand it to be a great way to learn a lesson right. and, and to show you what not to do or what to do the next time around, then it changes the game for you. Right, exactly, exactly. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. so it, the s successful people will tell you to fail early, fail fast, fail forward. Don't sit in it and stay in it. Yeah. But it's only a failure if you don't learn from it. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think that is inspirational and how important the guidance is of other people and knowing that like, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. But I think it's also important to be around a community that is also motivating, inspiring, because I feel like if you, for example, that festival, imagine if you didn't have that festival, but like this festival provides that community and showing that there's, it's not just one person, it's a whole community. And uh, just personally, like, uh, there's art shows and stuff like that on certain certain days of the week here in Denver. Uh, there's like First Friday is what we call it, but um, there's a street down in Denver called Santa Fe, and there's a bunch of galleries and stuff like that. And it's almost like a monthly, you know, opportunity to go and uh, look at these people's art and look at the galleries and speak to the artists and stuff like that. And it's it pretty much brings all this all these people on a day-to-day -day basis together uh, sharing and being included in something that they love and enjoy. And it just personally makes me feel like more included. Uh, so I feel like that festival kind of provides the same thing is that, you know, it's, it's not just me that loves art. It's these other people too. And, and I don't feel so alone. And so, it, you know, providing that community and that, I feel like it motivates people when they're surrounded by people that enjoy the same things um, and love the same things and are positive and provide positivity. And, you know, I think that that makes a huge difference as well. Definitely. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that don't know that they like poetry. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because again, all they knew about poetry was learning about dead poets. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so now they have a fresh way uh, for it to be presented to them. It's like, oh, I actually really do like poetry. And and it takes different things like a, a poetry festival and, you know, um, even even uh, a campaign that presents a message that you really would be surprised to see it presented. You know, it's like, man, this is this is pretty awesome, right? So it's kind of hard to be or do something that you can't or did not see. Yeah, yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't really know unless it's kind of put in front of you uh, as an option. Yeah. So as of right now, what do you have going on for the poet life and everything? Is there anything new happening? Yeah, definitely. I'm actually on tour right now. A tour called poetry business tour okay where you know for the past few years i've been educating and teaching utilizing 
the internet, right? Zoom and IG lives and things of that nature. But I wanted to now get into the space of meeting artists around the country and beyond. And so uh, we just had our first date in Maryland last Sunday that went over really well. And um, what's really cool about it is uh, we also offer the virtual option, right? So you can come in person, but if you're not in the area or if you just can't make it, um, you can you can chime in through Zoom. Uh, but our next date is in North Carolina on the 28th of January. But what I'm really excited about is uh, February 1st through the 8th, and we'll be in London. Okay, so, so you're actually flying yeah, out there. I am. Oh, wow, that's so exciting. Have you been there before? I have not been to London at all, and so uh, it's going to be really exciting to kind of get around and to, to meet other like-minded artists that are looking to take their art serious. That's awesome. Where Do you know where in London specifically? I have to look at the 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 itinerary that but London is what I know. Okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, if you remember, feel free to share that with us so we can uh let people know because Mark's from the UK, so we can potentially get some some people out there oh, wow. that that are interested in uh going to the event if they if they oh, have definitely. Yeah. So that would be awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's not in London. He's in a different area, but it, it's still just a matter of kind of getting the word out on his end, too. So. Sure. Most definitely. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Great. So do you have any uh, what happens after London? Do you know yet? <laughs> yeah. So we have a few more dates, uh, Atlanta, and we're still adding dates and as people and artists start to reach out, you know, they can add dates, but I can't do too many, mainly right. because I have, you know, a wife and three young daughters, four, six, and seven, uh, right? So I'm only putting like one date a month, you know, so I can still be present here yeah. at home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That work-life balance, you still have to, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, Family is important. Um, well, if you ever happen to be in Colorado, let me know. <laughs> and, well, uh, that's the thing. We can we can set that up if you know of any artists that are looking to, to learn how to create a career with their art. We can make that happen. We can set that up as one of the later months, uh, maybe the summer months, and we can make that happen for sure. Sounds great. Um, I'll keep my eye open, definitely. Yeah. Okay. And uh, if it's something that happens before, you know, I reach out, then let me know and I'll I'll be sure to show up and be there because that would be awesome yeah. to experience uh, in, in real life. So we'll do for sure. All right. Well, Christoph, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. <laughs> um, is there any last minute things that you'd like to share? Yeah, I guess um, I want to encourage the listeners to really understand that we really only have one chance at this life thing, you know, and I want to encourage everyone listening to be very intentional, be very intentional. I mean, from day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, and know that you can change your life in a day, a week, a month, if you were planning uh, to do so. And uh, I'm 40 now, and at the age of 35, I committed and set a date uh, to leave the corporate world uh, and do this full time. And what's interesting enough, at 39, January 7th of 2022, uh, I was let go uh, for, I guess the company was going in a different direction position-wise. And that just said to me, okay, all right, nine months early, it must be time. So let's rock and roll, you know? And so all last year, I've been working hard as a full-time um, artist and entrepreneur. And the first year uh, as a full-time entrepreneur, I was able to surpass my then salary with what I do with poetry. And you would think that's impossible, but nothing is impossible if you're intentional, right? So I just encourage you to take the steps. And if you don't know how, 
go find someone and study them, but also get some knowledge from 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 somewhere and uh, you know take the necessary steps. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that. You know, you hear it. Uh, intention. I, it's so funny that you say that because I actually have an episode <laughs> based off intention. It was a the uh, episode that I had right before the new year, and it's just a matter of you know setting an intention for yourself, and it it could be you know start out small. You don't have to start huge, and then you know once you've kind of implemented that first intention, make a bigger intention, and sort of flows into this amazing set of opportunities and changes that you never thought were possible until you made that intention. So that's, that's awesome. Most definitely. We're going to wrap it up everybody, but thank you so much, Christoph, for being on our show, um, being on the tea party and having tea with me and just sitting down and talking about everything that you're doing right now. It's incredible. And I'm super excited to see where it, it leads and where it ends up. And I would definitely be up for having another interview here in the future just to see, you know, what's changed and what's become bigger and better and everything when, uh, when it comes to the poet life. And of course, when we end our tea party interviews, we always have one main question that we answer all of our interviewees and which would be, if you were to have tea with anybody alive or dead, uh, who would it be and why? So it's interesting you asked that question it's because I'm actually looking at this book that I read uh, before I started that nonprofit. And the name of the book is Start Something That Matters. And uh, I would love to have tea with the author and founder uh, of Tom's, Blake McCoskey. If you know those Tom's shoes, the cloth shoes that you just slip your foot in, well, he he created that brand and uh, the book just changed my perspective on things and starting something that matters uh, is what I did when I started fighting cancer with poetry. And he literally goes through how just how to start something that matters. And through those instructions, here I am today. So I would love to sit down and put my pinky up and uh <laughs> yeah some tea yeah that would, that's awesome what tea do you think you would drink uh the green tea and then would what tea do you think he would choose uh <laughs> when you two would have tea together that's a that's a good question i'm not sure i'm not really a connoisseur of teas however uh, uh when i do drink tea i do drink the green tea uh, for him probably ginseng Okay. 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 Fair enough. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Well, and you guys would just talk about, you know, uh, his book mainly, or you just want to kind of pick his brain? Pick his brain because what he's done, he's created a for-profit company that also serves the community uh, internationally. So if you buy one pair of Tom's shoes, he also donates a pair of shoes to to someone in the Philippines or someone in another country that doesn't have any shoes. Oh, very nice. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, Christoph, thank you again. Um, we're going to jump right into these bonus questions. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we do have a Patreon. Um, we appreciate all the support and we provide additional content and some bonus exclusive content for our patreons and we're about to jump right into that but christoph uh as far as our audience is concerned how do they get a hold of you how do they keep up with what you're doing with the poet life um how do they get in contact if they uh want to ask more questions sure we make it really simple and this is one thing that we teach poets and artists is to make it simple for people to find you uh yeah. ultimately it's easy for people to book you too. So anywhere and everywhere you can find us at The Poet Life and that's even thepoetlife.com. So whatever platform that you're on, we're on it at The Poet Life. Awesome. Oh, and, and also uh, for the artists and people and poets, if you are interested in learning more, you can schedule a call with us uh, either through the bio and our social media 
uh, where it says schedule a 15 minute call or just click the button on the main page of our website where it says schedule a call. So Awesome. Well, there you guys have it. Christoph, thank you again. For those of you that have any questions, you know, you know where to find us. You can email us at team at the tcircle.life or you can follow us on Instagram at the tcircle.life. And uh, we'll catch you later. Thank you again, Christoph. Thank you, Devin. Appreciate you.